Hello, Jags Nation. Welcome to the Teal Tongue Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Teal Deal, Jacob Nichols. I'd like to welcome you to the very first Teal Tongue Podcast. Today we're going to discuss how the ghost of Tom Coughlin is still haunting the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are currently facing a humongous problem. Jaguars fan or not, you know what I'm referring to. Yannick Ngakwe has voiced his displeasure with the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Most recently tweeting, It was never about the money, Duval. My situation was handled piss poor. God bless. This issue goes much deeper than the contract that was offered to Yannick Ngakwe last year in 2019. Based on that tweet right there and the other cryptic tweets released throughout the past months, Yannick Ngakwe has made it very clear that he no longer wants to be in Jacksonville. Why that is, is was up for debate until that last tweet by Yannick Ngakwe. This is where the ghost of Tom Coughlin is still haunting Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin has been out of Jacksonville's front office for three to four months now at this point. And what he left behind is still haunting this Jaguars fan base that is still begging for a successful football team to take the field at TIAA Bankfield. Last year in 2019, the Jaguars often offered Ngakwe likely around a three-year deal just below 19 mil a year. As far as the guarantees go, they were never made clear. Nobody really knows what the guarantees were. More than likely, it was going to be somewhere around 49 to 50 million. Um... This contract at the time would have been the fourth biggest contract for a defensive end in the league, um, only behind Khalil Mack, Demarcus Lawrence, and Frank Clark, who are three of the other top defensive ends in the league. But outside of Khalil Mack, I would argue that Ngakwe is more of a game changer than Frank Clark and Demarcus Lawrence. Now, why, if the difference is almost one mil a year, could the Jaguars and Ngakwe not come to an understanding or to an agreement to keep Ngakwe in a Jaguars uniform outside of his rookie contract? I believe Ngakwe felt disrespected. I believe that this contract talk was being led by Tom Coughlin last summer. And anybody who knows football, anybody who's followed Tom Coughlin's career, anybody who's loosely watched the NFL for the last 25, 30 seasons when Tom Coughlin has been involved, knows that Tom Coughlin likes to go after your money. He likes to hit you in your wallet when he's not happy with the actions that you take. And it wasn't that he was not happy with Ngakwe's actions on the field because Ngakwe was a model Jaguar 
from day one that he stepped on to the Jaguar training grounds. We'll get back to that a little bit later on in the episode. But Tom Coughlin did not like the fact that Ngakwe turned down that first offer. Once that first offer was turned down, Tom Coughlin was not willing to budge. He stuck in his ways. He always has been. And it shows by the report released by the NFLPA warning players from signing a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's about as low as low gets for an NFL organization. For the NFLPA to warn its members to not sign a contract with your organization. It doesn't get worse than that. Yes, the Jaguars finally made the move that was probably about a year too late to remove Tom Coughlin from the front office and the vice president of football operations. But as you see this summer and going into this coming season, that move was too late. The Jaguars are losing a generational edge rusher. And Gakwe is just not a guy that you can replace overnight. Not to mention he was drafted in the third round. And Gakwe is one of the best edge rushers in the game today. And he was taken in the third round. He got paid pennies on his rookie contract. And the Jaguars lowballed him last summer from the jump. See, the biggest problem I have with this situation is that Tom Coughlin preached he wanted hardworking individuals. He wanted people with that edge, people with that dog mentality that are going to go out there and they're going to fly around on that football field like they're playing for a check. Ngakwe exhibited just that. Ngakwe is everything that Tom Coughlin wanted when he came to Jacksonville. Who else was everything that Tom Coughlin wanted when he came to Jacksonville? Jalen Ramsey. We won't get into that. We'll save that for another day. But Yannick Ngakwe was a model Jaguar. And Tom Coughlin still tried to lowball him and refused to budge. And now I believe that, yes, this summer, I believe that Jacksonville tried to give him everything that he wanted. But I think it was too late because he felt disrespected by the whole organization. When you have someone like Tom Coughlin representing your whole organization, it doesn't matter if he's there or if he's not there. If there are individuals in that building that he worked with, that you're still paying to run your football team, your image will not change. As long as Dave Caldwell, Doug Marone, who I don't blame nearly as much as Coughlin and Caldwell for the current Jaguar state, as long as those guys are in the front office and on the field in Jacksonville, I believe there's going to be this stigma that hangs over the head of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome to What's Jagging Me Off Today. In this segment, I'm going to sound off about what's pissing me off about the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
And today what's pissing me off is us fans. The Jacksonville Jaguars fan base has been a complete joke since the beginning of this Jalen Ramsey debacle. Since the beginning of the Yannick Ngakwe situation that has gone downhill quicker than the Ramsey situation did. I'm mad at us as fans because we have seemingly forgot how bad this front office has been. They unload a couple contracts. They move Boye for a pick. They move Campbell for a pick. And a move that I'll even support. They move Foles for a pick. Personally, I thought we were going to have to give a pick to get someone to take Foles' contract. But Chicago took him for us, and we got a pick out of it. That's a great move. But at the same time, that move does not change how bad they've been over the past. And as fans, we have seemingly forgot that. You have a fan base who is jumping down Yannick Ngakwe's throat every post he makes. Telling him to quit being selfish. Telling him he should have took the money. He doesn't need more money. $18.7 million is enough. That's not up to us as fans. How can you bash a front office for the last four years, for the last three years, and then flip a switch when a player does the same, when a player doesn't want to play for a front office that has done nothing but wrong him when he has done nothing but be a model Jaguar player? Not only on the field, not only at practice, not only in the weight room, but all around Jacksonville. Yannick Ngakwe is what you hope to get in every single player that you draft. He brings something on the field and off. Not only is he great for your football team, but he's great for your community. But we've forgotten about that. As quickly as we fell in love with Ngakwe, Probably quicker, we have fallen out of love with him as a fan base. We have backed a front office that has done nothing but disappoint us time after time again. It's the same story every offseason. The end of the season, we're pissed off at our front office. You didn't do enough to put a winning team on the field. But yet, the offseason rolls around, we make two moves that fans like, and we forget about the four months of torture that we just sat through every Sunday. The Jacksonville Jaguars front office has all of us exactly where they want them. It's the same old things. They write the ship during the season when the team's not winning. They promise to put a better product on the field. They take another home game away from Jacksonville. Their justification is this, for this, is the long-term viability of the Jaguars in Jacksonville. It's going to help 
con. It's going to help the front office put a better team on the field. It's the same same story every year, every offseason. And we forget just as quickly as we became angry at them during the 17-week season. We forget just as quick. And we're back to kneeling down to Dave Caldwell. It's a joke. We can bash we can bash our team for 17 straight weeks. But the moment a national media member says anything about the Jaguars organization, we jump all over them. Like we were not just saying these same exact things. Jaguars won 4 games. Go into the offseason. Make a couple splash free agent signings, i.e. Calais Campbell, i.e. AJ Boye. Regular season forgotten. Coming to the next season. Jaguars are successful. Lose a heartbreaker in the playoffs to the New England Patriots. A game I'm sure we won't soon forget. High hopes coming into the next season. Complete debacle. Blake Bortles thrown under the bus. Cut at the end of the year. Jaguars fans just forget the 17 weeks that we sat through. 17 weeks of losing. Signed Nick Foles to a humongous contract. A contract that we more than likely bid ourselves up on. All is forgotten. The fan base is kneeling down to Dave Caldwell once again. I'm mad at us as fans because last offseason... Every Jaguar fan was yelling, sign Jan, offer Jan a contract. Jan's the perfect player. Jan does everything right. Jan doesn't accept said contract. Ngakwe was lowballed. He would have been laughed at by his peers. He would have been mocked by the media for taking a contract below his market value. Jan happened to become a free agent on a year where he was going to set the market. He was going to set the price for the next edge rusher to sign. He was going to decide what Jatavion Clowney made. But in one, one short year, we go from holding Ngakwe on as high of a pedestal as you can to completely flipping on him. You open up any of Ngakwe's tweets from the last four months, five months. Jaguar fan after Jaguar fan Knocking Ngakwe, calling him selfish. 
It's ridiculous and I'm tired of seeing it. This man played for nothing on his rookie contract for Jacksonville. He gave Jacksonville everything and we soaked it up. But the second he makes a move for himself, we flip on him. Tired of seeing it. Same thing with Jalen. Jalen was disrespected by the front office. We had Jalen's back. We loved when Jalen knocked the media. We loved when Jalen was loud. We loved when Jalen was himself. The second he flipped on that front office, we flipped just as quick as a fan base. Tired of seeing it. We have to hold this front office accountable from day one of the year to day 365 of the year. And nothing in Jacksonville is going to change until we can do that as a fan base. Where do the Jaguars go now? Yannick Ngakwe will not wear a Jaguars jersey again. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And for the Jaguars to put the best team that they can on the field in 2020, they need to trade Ngakwe by the night of the draft. Trading Ngakwe for a pick next year doesn't help us now. Why are you bringing back Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell? Why is Marone bringing back Todd Walsh? if we're not trying to put the best team that we can on the field this year. Ngakwe needs to be gone by round two of the draft. Whether that be for a second round pick, whether that be for a first round pick, which I don't believe is a possibility anymore. Ngakwe has taken away all the leverage that the Jaguars may have had, could have had at some point. And I don't have an issue with him doing that. They wronged him. He can wrong them back. So where do the Jaguars go from here? The most likely scenario is I think Ngakwe is going to end up going for maybe a third round, maybe a second round if a team misses out on an edge rusher in that first round or early second round and we get a late second round pick. The draft is got some decent edge rushers. It's, it's, a, it's an okay draft for edge rushers. Um, and I think that if all we can get is a third round pick, we move him for a third round pick and we do what we can. Maybe you package him for a player. Maybe you take on a contract. That's going to free up 17 mil right there immediately in cap space. So maybe you trade him for a third round pick and a player with a large contract. Maybe a second round pick. Maybe you go to the Eagles. A lot of Jaguars fans. Personally, I think that we can get by with what we have a receiver this year, but I know a lot of Jacksonville fans want another receiver. Maybe you trade in Gakwe for a second round pick. Maybe a first round pick, depending on how badly the Eagles want to move Alshon Jeffrey's contract. But maybe you call Philadelphia up and you say, hey, give us a second and we'll take Alshon's contract off your hands. 
just another playmaker to surround Gardner with, which is what we need to do this offseason. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Teal Tongue Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of the Teal Tongue Podcast. There will be many more to come. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JacobNick1295. Oh, that's actually going to be JNick1295. It's going to be J-N-I-C-H-1295. Yeah.